I'm Thomas Woodhouse, chaplain of the Queen's Chapel of the Savoy. Welcome to this podcast for the fourth Sunday after Trinity. Our thanks to our cantor, Tim Hamilton, and to John Selleck for reading the lessons. John is one of the Duchy of Lancaster's regional surveyors of land, with particular responsibility for the Staffordshire and the Southern Surveys. The anthem is John Rutter's setting of the Gaelic Blessing, and Justin Luke is the accompanist. Welcome. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. I do not understand my own actions, For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree that the law is good. But in fact, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, For the evil I do not want is what I do. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do what is good, 
evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of good of God in my inmost self, but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with my mind, I am a slave to the law of God, but with my flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. Here ends the first reading. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy sins give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power, that thy power, thy glory and mightiness of thy kingdom might be known unto men. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall, and lifteth up all those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here ends the second reading. Oh, be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Oh, go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. running wave to you, 
God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and have sent the spirit of your Son into our hearts whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, from all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defence, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, Increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you as our ruler and guide we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not our hold on things eternal. Grant this, Heavenly Father, for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. In our intercessions we begin, as always, by praying for the Queen's Majesty. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, the high and mighty King of kings, Lord of lords, the only ruler of princes, who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers upon earth, most heartily we beseech thee with thy favour to behold our most gracious sovereign lady, Queen Elizabeth, and so replenish her with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, that she may always incline to thy will and walk in thy way, and do her plenteously with heavenly gifts, Grant her in health and wealth long to live. Strengthen her that she may vanquish and overcome all her enemies. And finally, after this life, she may attain everlasting joy and felicity. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We give thanks for those who help to maintain our worship, even in these challenging times. God of all grace, we thank you for the skills that have given men so that through the arts, especially through music and literature, our lives may be inspired and uplifted. Grant 
that those who create such works and we who appreciate them may be concerned only with what is true, noble, pure, lovely and gracious, so that all artistic expression may direct us to the fullness of truth and beauty as revealed in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. As we seek to proclaim afresh your gospel, let us pray, Lord Christ, who by your cross and passion reconciled the world to God and broke down the barriers of race and colour which divide men and nations. Make us and all your people instruments of reconciliation in the world that we may inherit the blessing which you promised to peacemakers. And at this time when we seek to re-inhabit our high streets, our communities and towns and cities, we pray, dear Lord, we are now planning for our shared future. We are seeking to create a safe place for encounters with Jesus Christ. And we hope to be the good news within the communities that we serve. We pray for wisdom. We pray for creativity. And we pray for pragmatism as we discern your will. Father, in the midst of the chaos and lament of this season, in your mercy, help us not to seek to control the wideness of your spirit, but help us be immersed in your generous love, rebuilding lives, communities, and your city. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Now may I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In addressing himself to the concerns of the Christians in Rome, Paul is talking about the value of what we do in and of itself like someone really giving themselves to a discipline, perhaps, such as painting or singing, one of those arts that we prayed about, creative writing, or, for me, swimming in the uh, pre-COVID-19 days, and even building. It is in the activity itself that reward is found. It is the joy that is gained through the doing of the task. It is the privilege of being able to invent, to pursue a goal, to leave a legacy. The verses from Paul's epistle to the Romans highlight that God has the deepest possible understanding of the human struggle. This being the case, we have confidence to build on the foundations already laid by our Lord Jesus Christ. We build on this foundation with the integrity of lives well lived, 
because one can lay any foundation other than, for no one, I apologize, no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid by Jesus Christ himself. Paul tells the Corinthians in his first letter that even if a person builds using only the best materials, gold and silver, precious stones, wood, uh, straw, clay, all will only be constructed on firm foundations. And if these foundations are solid, then the building will stand the test of time. We must build our future on the foundations of Jesus Christ and use only the best materials on relationships that have integrity and depth, on actions that have meaning and make a difference. When we are working together, we achieve so much more. And when we're working together on the foundation of Jesus Christ, all things are possible. There will be blessings that arise from these months of lockdown. Hope that enables us to abide with the fear and anxiety. We're in it together. We're in the same boat. We're all loved by God and none is abandoned by God. And not because of our own effort, but because each and every one of us is dependent on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And he is faithful. This sense of a shared experience is expressed by Jesus himself. Come to me, he says, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my so yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Throughout the pandemic, I have relied on Kate, on my daughters and son-in-law, on my wider circle of family and friends to keep my spirits up. At work, I've relied on Thomas and Pam, on colleagues in the chapel and across the Duchy and Chapels Royal, who have been sources of joy and shared endeavour. But through it all, binding these relationships together has been the faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ and the experience of that love in the many stories of kindness that have lifted all of our spirits. I've read that most orchestras performing Bruckner's Ninth Symphony usually play the first three movements only. He died before he had had time to complete the fourth and final movement. The new Archbishop of York, who begins his ministry on the 9th of July this week, has used the example of composers considering completing Bruckner's uh, symphony to reflect on the task facing the church today. 
it seems to me prophetic and worth repeating. The first three movements of the church are written, he says. They are the unfolding story of God's involvement with the world he has made. You could say the first movement is the Old Testament, telling us how God chooses a people to make his purposes known and demonstrate his goodness. The second and central movement is the story of Christ, God's disclosure of his nature and the story of how God reconciles the world to himself through the death and resurrection of Christ. And the third movement is the outpouring of the Spirit in the life of the church and for the transformation of the world from Pentecost. Stephen Cottrell goes on. But the fourth movement is not yet written. It is the song of God's love for the world today. In order for it to be sung, and so that it can be heard in the culture and circumstances of the different and very varied communities in which the church serves, God is calling together a band of players, musicians, scholars, conductors. Those who play the violin and those who play the spoons. And he is asking us to so inhabit the beauty and purposeful melodies and rhythms of the first three movements that we will, for our day, for our church, for our world, produce the fourth. It will be entirely consistent with what has gone before. It will be startlingly new. I don't know about you, but as I read those words, I could see myself within that fourth movement. I could see this Queen's Chapel community, the Duchy community, the community of the Chapel's Royal, of the Royal Victorian Order community, part of something startlingly new. What the coronavirus pandemic has made clear is that our gospel will be proclaimed afresh in this generation. What is so exciting is that we all have a part to play in that proclamation. Amen. So may the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.